Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the co-founder of TheLeveragists.com and co-author of The Leverage Black Book that just came out recently at LeverageBlackBook.com. I'm also the co-founder of Divisio, the all-new affiliate network for people who are doing good in the world. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. Oh, great. So, Carnita started his journey in entrepreneurship at the age of 14, and before turning 20, he has forayed himself into various business ventures. He's a best-selling author, national award-winning speaker, certified and awarded coach, life coaching and business coaching, a poet from age six, a millionaire from the age of 16, an extreme sports enthusiast, including free diving with a four-minute breath hold. I couldn't do that advanced scuba diver, adventure paraglider, jumper, and my favorite part, etc. I would love to know more about the etc. <laughs> Karnika, <laughs> welcome. Yes, I'm so happy and grateful for being here today. Well, I've been keeping up with you on uh, Facebook an awful lot, and you seem to be one of the most u- upbeat people in my Facebook feed out of uh, two or 3,000. So congratulations, <laughs> you win the Upbeat Person Award. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So we always start our show the same way. We um, ask you what got you out of bed this morning, what made you so excited to greet the world for another day. Okay, so my life has been structured around bringing things to reality. And when I was 16, when I I was 14, when I started my business, I wanted to bring my dream to reality, and I did that. And I soon found by by the time I'm 16, I had everything, all the little things that I wanted with me already. And at that point, I set on to make dreams of other people into a reality for next four, five years. And... uh, during the process, a lot of personal, individual problems and individual dreams, I made them uh, come out and get into the real world. And after that, I jumped on to the, you know, to the big part of making businesses' dreams come into life. And now I'm in a place where a lot of different dreams of businesses, I can just say, it can happen right now. Those dreams which you are having in your mind for years, which you're trying to bring to life and struggling for years, I can make it happen right now, right this moment. I can set that ball in motion because I've been there and I've been through that. So bringing that dreams of people to reality is such a big fun. It's, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of inspiration for myself because that is, that's like changing the world of someone all around completely and giving them the everything for their life, giving them the dream of their life in their hand, and it just gives a very powerful, grateful, and happy feeling, feeling of joy which is unmatchable. That gets me out. Nice. What, uh, what does that look like uh, these days? Do you have an example of some, maybe some project that you're working on that could uh, draw a picture of, of what that looks like today? Yeah. So I, I work with, um, uh, for example, authors, so authors who wants to publish their book, 
Uh, I have a very good example with uh, Feed a Starving Crowd by Robert from Australia. Uh, he, 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 he was just starting out and he wants to get his book out and he wants to start his coaching. And uh, he came to us. It was a 45 days campaign, very beautifully executed. And in the process, he went from uh, you know, a startup to being a well-known media person who was known all around and people know him, people invite him for radio shows, people invite him for TV interviews and for book signing programs. He got to a place where he was a celebrity back then. So that, that, that's one example. We, we have so many startup stories, so many apps which went from zero to uh, you know, hitting their big mark, six-figure revenues and so on. So, yeah. Well, let's back up and let's tell people how you help people very specifically uh, in, in, the, in, in that example or any other example you want to give, but what, what is it that you uh, and your company do now to help people on these, um, to grow their businesses? Right. In one word, it is amplification. So let's say a business owner like himself, they have a voice, they have uh, something to say to the world. They want to get that message out, but that, that's not easy right now with the clutter online, uh, trying to communicate where one medium doesn't work. People have their own preferences towards audios and videos, uh, slides. They, they all consume things in a different way during different time and through different channels. So if you, if you, if you look at an, uh, uh, a busy business person, who he would not be looking at videos during the day. He would be looking at it after 6 p.m. during his off hours because during his day he's busy and he wants information in the shortest way possible, probably through list or through bullet points or through an infographic or image quotes on social media. But he's not looking at long-form content. But during off hours, they are not looking for the shortest quiz, but they're looking for the story. They're looking for the uh, long-form, interesting, engaging piece of content, which takes them through an experience rather than just reading for information. So the same content, the same message has to be delivered across all these different contents. It should be in a video. It should be in audio for people who are listening to it as they drive their car. It should be in an uh, infographic, image code, gifographic. Uh, slides and bunch of 20 different other types of content and now these contents which are amplified repurposed they need to also be available in all platforms people now they don't just search in Google for answers they search in Pinterest they search in Facebook they uh, go and look in SlideShare SoundCloud iTunes so they're looking everywhere there are you know, we have identified 65 top platforms where people look at which is spread across all these types of content pieces. And now, for a brand, for a business to try and uh, be everywhere with all these types of content, it's, it's going to be impossible because it needs 22 different skill sets to execute. It needs 22 uh, different types of skills and more people. You, you cannot run that with a 5, 10 people team. You need more people and they have to execute it on a consistent basis. Distributing the content across all the channels has to happen on a uh, you know, every day basis, every alternate day basis. It cannot happen uh, all in once, once in a month. So developing the conversation, developing the, uh, the bonding with the users, that is a day-to-day -day process. And to do this, only fortune companies were able to afford and execute it in-house. So with our process, the 350 people team that we have, and which is trained for, with the 10 years of experience in content marketing, we are able to 
deliver that service to small businesses, to startups, to mid-level businesses. And we work until clients like Cisco, which is a Fortune 100. So that bandwidth has enabled us to uh, get any message across with any business owner or solo proner and get that to all these people, matching him and taking that individual business to a, to a level of a you know, fortune agency. So the process here, uh, the way we work with Robert in that particular example is very simple. He had a book. He wrote a book which was given for free uh, and that book... Come back. Hiya there, Karnika. Hi. Hi. <laughs> So we we lost you at he he wrote this free book and then we didn't hear anything else. Okay, gotcha. So he wrote this free book and he just gave us the book and that's the only thing we have apart from his Facebook status and uh, his book. So we used these two content pieces. We just had this two piece and we extracted all the other sub content pieces from it and we repurposed that to hundreds and hundreds of different high quality, very powerful, engaging messages. So it could be a beautiful instructor graphic. It could be a very nice slide from a particular chapter of his book. It could be a few of his related statuses put together into a nice white paper uh, along with some of his chapters intertwined. So by using the only contents of just the small messages that they had, we were able to convert that into a few hundred content pieces and distribute them across the 65 channels, giving them presence across a few thousands of places. And that has led him to uh, have 12 million uh, impressions and uh, more than 12,000 different uh, uh, visitors and uh, sales going on. So it has helped him rise from being a startup to being a uh, seven-figure business right now. He has a product, top-end product, which is $10,000 a month, which is 120k a year. So all he needs is few clients, and he can rise up there. And the content marketing which we deliver enables the business to increase its value because it positions itself as a thought leader. It is not one among the hundred who sells, but it's a thought leader from whom people buy. And that is a very powerful place they stand in. And this process of ours has been used in many different ways. It, it has many side effects in a good way. Uh, search engine optimization, it becomes part of the process. They dominate first few pages. It's not about having one result among the 10 in search engine, but they absolutely dominate the few pages. They have a social media presence in a very beautiful way, very engaging way. We, we have case studies where we have increased social engagement by 200% in one week, and it increases week on week by 50 or 100% purely by using the different types of content and understanding the right time to post it, the right way and the best way to communicate with the audience. By understanding the problem and the solution the niche is looking for, we are able to communicate things in the way it makes sense for the business as well as the end user. It helps them to increase the online reputation management, which is again a very crisis area for many businesses. Uh, this forms a beautiful, powerful shield, like a firewall uh, online for them with the power of content. People cannot beat a beautiful YouTube video or a slide share or a all these different high authority contents dominating the first few pages with their bad comments and bad reviews. And this helps them with the branding because every content piece put out there is 100% branded with the colors and brand guidelines of the business. And finally, the call to action uh, is there in every, uh, every asset out there which gives them the leads and traffic. This increases their conversion rate because people are not looking at you know, their ad or their 
uh, link and they jump in, they go through more than one content piece or they go through the content piece they put out there. They have the level of authority in it and it builds them a confidence, it builds them a trust. And when they go to buy, the conversions are very high with this particular process. So this creates huge number of benefits apart from what it is. And uh, it has been used by businesses to penetrate new markets, to test out their products, to check the success and the feedback about their new releases, to uh, jump from being, you know, jump across languages. We deliver this in 20 languages. So an American business entering into China or a Russian uh, audience coming to Europe, it, it fits everywhere. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a beast. It's a beast that we have been growing for the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm listening to what you're saying and I have a, a firm and uh we do very, very specific pieces within that beast that you just mentioned, all of those things. And uh I, from experience I'm just listening to what you do and I'm calculating the value of it, first of all, <laughs> which is enormous, immense, because you know, there's most everybody out there is trying in the beginning at least to do it all themselves. And to hear that you're supposed to put your message and put your content in multiple formats in all the different places you can, I've said from the very beginning 18 years ago, uh, you know, show up or try to show up every single place your best customers surf. <laughs> and back then that was easy. I mean, there was only three places. AOL was just falling out of favor and... <laughs> And uh, there was like forums and there was no social media or anything. It was easy to say that back then. Now it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. We have many, many, many more opportunities to see and be seen. And uh, that's great. But at the end of the day, we also have many, many, many more opportunities to be busy and create and create and create and syndicate and check on all your channels and all of that stuff. So somebody like you is an incredibly valuable person in this world. Your firm is <laughs> providing a service that people now know they have to have because you just can't do it all by yourself. You just can't and get the same kind of traction in the market. In fact, traction in the market, I think, is in certain markets very, very difficult to get when there's a lot of competition, a lot of noise, not necessarily that you have any competition from a product or service standpoint, but competition from just sheer volume of noise in a market where everybody seems to be talking about the same thing. And, you know, how you break into that, I think you need a sledgehammer. And you are definitely a sledgehammer. <laughs> have you ever been I'm called a sledgehammer gonna... before? <laughs> <laughs> A big hammer, a big tool. You need a big. Uh, a, a, you have to break in in a really big way across the entire battlefield of content and and uh, attention and and things like that. The hammer, Karnika is the hammer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, what would you say? So, so somebody is working on trying to tackle some part of everything that you just talked about. And, um, and they've been told maybe by a consultant or two or some advice they read on a blog that, you know, when you're small, you need to try to go deep into a few channels or maybe even just one channel because of your limited resources and ability to go across a lot and make a big impact. 
But what if those same people were able to make an impact, a meaningful impact on multiple channels? How does that change their business? Right. So that is this thing called a multiplayer effect. So let's just imagine uh, the scenario where they are focusing on one particular channel. So let's say it's their Facebook page. And uh, most of them who try to do this, they end up focusing on creating lots of content and lots of beautiful things for the page. But it's a page with zero fans, and they're trying to interact and engage, entertain zero fans there. And uh, you know, they, they might invite all their friends, but it stops there because they keep posting articles over articles, and they keep trying to saturate with the same type of content, and it doesn't help. People don't read it, and uh, the engagement falls down. They, they come to a conclusion that the social media campaigns don't work, and uh, they go back to the traditional way of doing things. But with this multiplayer effect, with being across all the platforms, it pushes them, it makes them to diversify their content from linear fashion, from just articles to beyond that. So they, they might write an article, but they can just go ahead and uh, record it as a video and put it on YouTube. And they might start doing that across multiple channels in different formats. And when they do this, they're opening their presence to different eyeballs. For, for example, focusing on Facebook or Twitter, they're not really getting leverage in Google. They're not really getting leverage in search engines. They're getting limited within that platform. But if they're able to uh, you know, get that video across in, let's say, YouTube or uh, get their uh, audio across in SoundCloud, now they are leveraging these new platforms which are indexable by Google where they can get them some free eyeballs, some free exposure. And those people, when they come in, if they are properly directed to uh, their Facebook page, for example. They can use Facebook page as a retention page where they do their primary engagement and they can focus all their other uh, distribution channels as something that attracts people and funnels them back to the page. So the entire social media, the entire 65 channels and all this diversification, to me, is nothing more than funnel. So the same way we use landing page funnels and we have this upsell systems and uh, marketing automations behind it to focus them all and bring them to one place, the same thing is happening here. So not every time you would uh, drag them from all these different channels to the website or the product page, but you might also get them to all these different channels of ours, which is when we stay on top of their mind because every user is in more than one channel. So now let's imagine that they are present across uh, five channels and they are attracting traffic from five different uh, places and in five different types of content pieces. Now, they, instead of focusing on one set of audience who are okay being in Facebook, reading boring articles, now they are able to attract people who are driving in the car and who are listening to them and people who are uh, keen on watching videos and they are looking at people who are Googling for something, for a problem, and their video pops up there uh, as because YouTube's are very good at popping up in uh, top search results and they are attracting those new traffic back to them. So now they have opened up this huge, uh, not five times, ten times more sources of traffic coming back to their Facebook page or to each of the other social pages. Now, if they rightly focus on not being greedy by sending all the traffic to their website, but by getting them all to each other channel. So a guy in Facebook, if he is also subscribed to your YouTube video, the chances of him attending to what you say and to what you do is not just twice, but thrice or more than that because he keeps getting reminded of what you do and who you are as a brand, and now you stay more on top of his mind. So just imagine he has a mobile with 20 different apps, and out of that five apps of Pinterest, YouTube, and Google search, and Twitter, 
and uh, Facebook. Now you're you're among all these five apps, and you're you're being present there. He sees you across everything. He spends uh, 20% of his time in a day in all these apps, and you are at least taking a small 5%, 2% share in that time, which is huge in a day. And if you consistently do that, your conversion rate increases, your engagement of the user with your brand increases. So it is not a linear growth. I'm not saying that you know uh, having one platform and then moving to five is going to increase his presence by five times, but it goes exponentially. He, he attracts new traffic, he has new engagement, and he has more conversions and top of mind presence available here. So at the current point in time, focusing on quality is important, but at the same time, focusing on the right channels and the right strategy behind that with the right timing is essential as well. So it, it needs a balance and just trying to be on one platform and trying to keep growing that platform might not work for everyone. So that's, that's my perspective here. Well, I like what you say about apps. And, uh, and people should really pay attention to this about the dynamic and exactly how it works. And it probably is working for everyone listening right now because everybody who listens to Leverage Masters has a smartphone, <laughs> uh, bar none. And you know that when you have your Facebook app, it sends out notifications. And you get the little red numbers of new things that are happening on Facebook just enticing you to come back. You also have something called a YouTube app, and everybody who listens to Traffic Master, or Leverage Masters has the YouTube app installed. You also get notifications to things you subscribe to there. And if you go across all the apps that you have, you know what it's like to really be following someone and feel like they're following you back because they're, they're notifying you across all their platforms. Now, if they're doing a good job, you're going to get multiple cross notifications of content, maybe in a different format because on YouTube it would be a video. On, on, um, on Facebook it might be a link to their blog post or something right on Facebook that they did. But all of those apps are really, really needy. They're very pushy. And they buzz and beep and ring and do every single thing they possibly can in your pocket to get you to open your phone and look to see what's new. And if that what's new is you across all of those apps, it really is an exponential thing like you said. It's dynamic. It's, um, it's like a living, breathing marketing thing. So rather than everybody think about, well, all he's saying is sign up for a whole bunch of different services, and I've kind of done that. I mean, I have a SoundCloud account. Um, but just having a SoundCloud account doesn't, you know, even if it's optimized, right, Karnika? Even if you've done all the keywords right, you've done everything within that platform to optimize it to be found, that doesn't automatically make you found or make the, the starting up of a SoundCloud account worth it just for that. What do you guys do to make the, that part of it, just as an example, uh, or any other example you want to use, but when you sign up for a profile or when you take over a client's profile that's already been set up but not really much done with, how do you activate that within the system, within the ecosystem? It, uh, if it's SoundCloud, how does new stuff start to travel around uh, in, in that space instead of just opening up an account, putting a name on it, and dropping some content in it? Right. So let's, 
you know, with, with what you said, with optimizing the keywords, you can make it being found easily within the SoundCloud. But for us to get beyond that, we need a complete integration into uh, the process. So now one thing is cross-promotion between the channels and uh, making sure that it's being found in Google. And the, the most important part is about how we integrate that with the existing system. So some of the businesses, they might have an email list they communicate to, or they might have existing clients that they communicate to. So instead of just trying to go and uh, get people to subscribe, uh, you know, inviting people, uh, inviting our own friends to our Facebook page, we ideally would like to focus on one channel which is very resonating with your audience. It could be, you know, in, in some cases it could be SoundCloud itself. In some cases it could be uh, Twitter or Facebook. We bring all those audience there, and from there we would be like a laser. We would be focusing our presence uh, across every channel. So let's assume that we uh, bring all the audience from uh, their, uh, you know, existing clients and new prospects and everyone that they interact with, integrating this into their existing funnel and their. Uh, email conversations into their email signatures. So we start getting them to focus on driving traffic here through all their existing mediums and new mediums that we are building up. And from here, we would be diver, uh, you know, taking the traffic to each of the appropriate channels. And we'll be creating a web of uh, linking between every channel to another. So it's, it's not an uh, exchange between, okay, Facebook is sending traffic to YouTube and YouTube sends back to Facebook. That is very uh, traditional and linear, but we create a hybrid connection between the channels where everything sends it to an uh, opposite and relevant source. So for example, YouTube, there's no point for a YouTube video to uh, send traffic back to a SoundCloud account because they are already listening to it and uh, they can choose to keep listening to it without viewing the video as well. But it makes sense for it to be linked to a SlideShare account because in SlideShare they can skip the video and just view the content and the bullet points of it in a faster way. So we make this logical connection and we link it from proper tier 1 to tier 1 and tier 2 to tier 1. We mix up all these connections in the strategic way. And we use some leverage points. For example, uh, there are some image sites where syndicating it, nobody's going to view the image sites. They're not going to go open a particular image site to view our content there. But in, in turn, if by syndicating it in the right way there, it gets a beautiful presence in uh, Google Images. So when they open and search for Google Images, they can see the presence everywhere. But you might ask the question, who is going to search for us in Google Images? The best top four or five results in Google Images gets featured in the Google search. And now, syndicating on a useless site, which gets ranked in Google Images, which no one is really searching for, is going to change the entire story when it gets present in the Google normal Google web search on the top. That is the first result. And that first result is four images. It's, it's like four banners. <laughs> You're having your free banner yeah. ads on the Google search page is the first result, which is very powerful, dominating than all other results out on the page, even dominating than a video. So now this is an example of one leverage. When people click on it, they can see where the page is coming from, and they can visit the page. And there, the call to actions drive them back to an appropriate channel. So there are a lot of beautiful such indirect and uh, beautiful such connections built, which will help them to uh, drive traffic and make it more active and make it more live. Because just creating something and just distributing something to it will not get them anywhere. And uh, with this proper integration across multiple points, it makes more sense. And again, content marketing is not something that 
as uh, it, it's not like an SEO where you just go build links and results happen. It is an integrated yeah. process. It, it has to understand the vision of the business, the message of the business, and it has to integrate with the day-to-day activities. The successful clients of ours, they effectively use content marketing, the assets we create to make sure that their sales conversations are becoming productive. Instead of going to their clients and saying, hey, uh, what happened to the proposal I submitted earlier, now they can send across a beautiful video that we created and add value to them in the process. They can add value to their existing clients. They can create a quick uh, membership portal and get all these different assets of ours in there in a nicer way and get them to view it there. So. The, the way the business uses our content is a way which uh, magnifies the value of what we create as well. So we, we are amplifiers. We amplify. We open the doors. We open the channels. We put them all together. We leverage everything with one another. But at the end of the day, this beast is something that they have to hone by working alongside with it, not fighting it, not uh, staying aloof from it, but they have to look at it as a tool that they utilize and breathe their business from. Wow. I have to back all the way up to images, and I want to make sure that everybody heard that. If you're listening to this in a recording, rewind it and make sure you understand what Karnaka was talking about with the image search. Raise your hand, and I'll have to trust you. This is the honor system. I can't see you. Raise your hand if you've ever found something interesting on the Internet. When you've done a search and you've noticed that the image results, which is a very prominent place, um, in search, when there's images, Google will try to get you to click to images. When you saw an image in the image search that was interesting, everybody's hand should be up because I know you've done that. I know you've done that. And it's not an accident. I think a lot of people think that whatever shows up in images is totally an accident. It's totally random. It doesn't, there's nothing you could optimize. Why would you do that? The thing is, maybe you wouldn't go out to uh, specifically run a campaign to get your images ranked in Google Image Search. But in a synergistic machine of, of really perfect content um, marketing and curation and creation and distribution, that kind of thing is a really welcome symptom of a well-run campaign. And then the second part, so understand that. And then the second part is what this really sounds like is alchemy. Um, I used the word synergy before, that if you set up different channels with a very specific goal in mind, with a very specific understanding of how everything works together, and when you pointed out earlier that it has to be logical. You don't want to send somebody from one uh, piece of content to a similar piece of content, but one piece of content to a different way completely of consuming it, like written to video or video to written or you know, not video to audio necessarily because they're just missing now the video and they still have the same exact content in the audio. It sounds like what you described is a, is a I'm trying to find the best word for it, but it, it's, 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 it's really like a, um, a machine or a living thing maybe. I don't know, but, it, but the way that you do it, the way you link the c- accounts together, one, I think Google sees all of this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Google sees that somebody knows what they're doing. And I know that the algorithm doesn't sit around and drink coffee all day like a person and and think, wow, this person really knows what they're doing. But it gives indications to the Google algorithm that this is for real. And all Google wants to know is if something is for real, not a spammer, not somebody who's trying to do something against Google's terms of service to trick them, 
but things that only real people would do, would take the trouble to do. And spammers don't typically take the trouble of doing all of the things that Karnik has been talking about. Therefore, that puts you right immediately in Google's good graces in so many different ways, including weird little things that you might have thought were weird, but they're actually really powerful, like showing up in the top of Google image search. And, and having that as part of your top ten takeover, that includes also a YouTube video, that includes a blog post, that includes your LinkedIn profile, that includes SoundCloud or whatever else that might be there. Uh, it's, can you explain a little bit more about how you guys look at this amplification process to turn it into this living thing where people just keep going from place to place, they're in your sphere of influence, and you guys are creating that sphere um, it's really synergistic, and, and that's really the energy that makes it something more than we're going to go sign up for a whole bunch of accounts, put some of your content on it, and hope for the best, because that's not at all what this is, right? Yep. So the way I would foresee this is um, there is a uh, component in Google called Rank Brain. That is their most third powerful signal, and that is really an artificial intelligence. And the way we function is you know, people used to come back and ask me, okay, how do you do it? What is the technique that you use? And uh, how do you bring this magic? What, what is the secret sauce? My answer is there is nothing. It, it, it's the right process. It's the right way of doing it. We are not trying to trick Google. We are not trying to trick any platform. We are not trying to trick even users. What we are trying to do is play fair, play right with everyone, the mission or people. We are doing what they all love. We are doing what exactly they all want us to do, and we are not trying to take any shortcuts. We are doing it the right way, the long way, and the way which is adding value all along to everyone and everything along uh, the way. And this ranked brain algorithm is very powerful in reading things and understanding the context and ranking it. So when understanding the context, it really needs high-quality content to go through. When it, it cannot be a short blurb. It cannot be a keyword rich SEO article which you get for, you know, for a very low price. It has to be something mm -hmm. that is really worthy, which talks about the subject in an authoritative way, in a thought leadership way. We have a beautiful 30 pages content creation guidelines we have for internal team. We have a huge process which takes one year of onboarding and practice before they can be implemented in live projects. We have 14 incubators which trains people, which does nothing but just trains people into the process. And coming back here, we look at this entire amplification as a big system. It, it's like we, we are a small monster within this big monsters like Google. And they all have a way they function. So for example, Google, the way it's ranking its uh, results right now, it is very much in line with what we are doing. It has image, it has a video, it has a slide, it has audio, it has a PDF, white paper document sometimes, it has this authority resource like Wikipedia, it has all these different types of content in a beautiful organized page giving priority to the right ones on the top and coming down based on its priorities. And right now Google can read images. Google can read what is written on the images. It can transcribe the audio in a video. If you are if you're using YouTube and if you have a, if you have upload any video with a voice in it, it does its automatic transcribing. Google can read. Okay, it's not perfect. It is uh, average, but it still can read what it is that you have been speaking, which literally puts all this SEO uh, shortcut guys out in trouble because it can really see read anything. You cannot put up a same video 
20 times just because Google doesn't ban you and expect you to have a traffic because it knows what it is you're doing and at any time it can wipe you off the internet. So knowing that everything out there is more smarter than uh, anything that we can do and try to escape for long run, it's not going to work. So play by the rules, play by what it needs and what it needs. Search engines are existing there to serve users right content. So forget about all the missions for a moment. Think what your users need and go by the psychology of the users. When we are posting some pieces of content out there, uh, let's say it, it's a beautiful tips about uh, some you know achieving success in business. We create these 10 different content, parent content pieces, which then gets distributed in 100 different types everywhere. These 10 different uh, content pieces would be one tip each. So it would say tip number one, and this is what it is. Tip number two is this. Tip number three is that. And it keeps going on up to 10 tips. And every tip will cross-promote each other tip. Now what happens is instead of just the platform level cross-promotion, when someone comes across, stumbles across a tip, a type of content, uh, they like the information shared there. Now they know that this is just one tip among 10 different valuable advice, 10 different tips given by the uh, thought leader. And now they like to know what are the other uh, 10 or other 9 items in there. And when they go to the last page, they can see different options. Okay, you can go and view this in the video, you can listen to this in SoundCloud or iTunes, you can read this in uh, SlideShare. Now we are funneling the users, we are pushing them to make a choice to one of the platforms. They definitely are not going to click all platforms and go and sign up everywhere, but they will definitely go and click one platform and sign up where they are most preferred, which they are most likely to use. So once they do that, we have the natural pathways from there to uh, you know, engage them in different ways. So now we have, we have created a beautiful structure for the missions and we have understood the psychology of the, uh, of the audience and the humans. And now we are converging both of these in one place where there's a beautiful overlap. And this overlap, if executed in a pristine way, in a way it is tested, proven to work, you have the magic formula there. It is not a secret. It is all out there. You can Google and you can learn and you can try and execute it. It's all out there. But it just takes, you know, it took us 10 years, 350 people and some of the biggest brains in the industry working alongside with us to do this. And it's possible by everyone if they can put in the same resources as well. It's almost as if you figured out how to take a life apart and put it back together in a in an algorithmic way, in a, in a mathematical way, because all you've done in, an, in a mathematical way is describe the, the way that Google feels like people who are on a mission to serve an audience would be walking around the Internet, would be appearing around the Internet. And we often get so self-aware in our marketing and marketing is the worst, you know, because you put that marketing hat on and it makes you do so many stupid things because you, <laughs> you don't know enough about marketing to have a marketing hat. You should probably throw the hat away because you don't deserve to wear it, but that's not a bad thing. You shouldn't be so self-aware. And the thing, what I'm trying to say is you can almost manifest. It's like law of attraction, you know. Google has made a manifestation engine in its algorithm. And what it wants is for you to go about your duties, go about what you feel like you need to do, say, create, broadcast, whatever it is, and just leave Google out of it. Stop thinking about SEO. Stop thinking about all these things and just become the person 
you want everybody to think you are. <laughs> and that would be a person who is so passionate. If you're really passionate and you've got a message that maybe you want to save the world, maybe you want to save a certain segment of the world, uh, you have a product that's going to revolutionize something, if you're truly that person, you're going to have some very telltale signs that Google is looking for and wanting to pick up in exactly the way that Karnika is describing right now. And if you are in it for any other reason, and Google can pick up that you have a proclivity for dropping keywords where they're really not necessary, or you have patterns, and you called it AI, artificial intelligence, Karnika. That's really, really important. It's, it's, it's not a sentient being, but it really is much, much more than an algorithm. And it knows how to look for people and products and services and, and words and things that can only happen in a way where somebody is being passionate about what they do. And if you're passionate, especially if you're trying to save the world or save some part of the world, you're going to get on SoundCloud. You're going to get on every single channel. You can possibly reach new people because of that passion, because you have to, not because you want to make a bunch of money, although the money is, you know, you're not doing it for free, but you don't have to be so self-aware that every move I make has to be about money, and I'm going to have to trick my way there. You cannot, what, what Karnika is really saying is you cannot trick Google. You cannot. It's the... It's the thing that they've been working on from the very beginning. If there's two things that Google ha goes all the way back to 1998, and one is link popularity, which has evolved greatly over the years and is more or less important depending on the context you talk about it today. And the other thing is leave us alone. Don't think about us. We've, we've been building this engine for 18 years to be able to tell when a person is really acting like, that, that, like they should, like a normal passionate person with a business or a content or whatever it is, there's a way that people act out there, the way that they carry themselves, the kind of content they put up, where they put it up, how they promote it, that is really focused on the audience that they, they created it for. And the more that it's focused on the audience that they created it for and the less that it's focused on obviously trying to get a search engine ranking or getting ranked in YouTube or, or whatever, you know, beyond just basic, you're going to have the keywords. If you're talking about something, you can't help but put the right keyword in the title. I mean, that's just natural. But if you put the keyword in there three times in the description and the title and everything else, then Google knows right away that you're trying to optimize for them, and you're going to get screwed. You cannot defeat. And this is, I mean, the biggest smartest company in the world, with all of the smartest people in the world that they can possibly hire, starting at $250,000 and going up for 18 years, has been trying to figure out how normal, regular, passionate people walk and talk and move about the Internet. If you think you can do anything really cool, like drop another keyword or do this or do that or read a little guide on SEO and defeat that, you have a problem. You might need to talk to a professional because you're never, ever going to beat that. But it's really easy. It's like that exercise, right, Karnika? You just, when, you, when you do the team building thing, you fall back in your coworker's arms and you trust that they're going to catch you. That's what Google has always wanted people to do. Just fall back. We'll catch you. But don't pay attention. Don't turn around and try to tell us where to stand to catch you. <laughs> just, 
Just do your thing. Just be in be in this space, and we will reward you with that. Is that is that fair? So well said. I mean, that, that's that's the most beautiful explanation I have ever heard on this part. I, I've been trying to get people to understand this. Uh, it, it it's like they they go on to this. Uh, they, they want to pay a five hundred dollars to somebody, and they want to trick what Google has spent billions of dollars to build, and it's not going to happen just that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't think that I'm talking to people necessarily who have malintent, right? It's just that we get too smart for our own good. We read a little bit about what Google likes in SEO terms or something like that, and then we go and we try to kind of amateurishly apply that. And you forget, I mean, or if you never knew, and hopefully now people have a very clear understanding of how you know you stack up against the smarts of Google, but. But if you didn't know, it's just going to look really amateurish, and it's so easy to write just a flat algorithm to pick that kind of stuff out. We're not even talking about artificial intelligence. That's just on an algorithm level, just pure mathematics. They can find out if you're an amateur or not. So you should probably just tr stop trying to do SEO. It, it's so painfully obvious that that's what you're doing. And Google just moves on to the next person. Because if you're in anything that's worth monetizing, there's about 20,000 other people that are trying or thinking about getting into that market or are already established in that market. And, you know, it, Google has choices. And they're going to try to stay the number one search engine on the planet for as long as they can. And in order to do that, their search results have to be relevant. And all of the other things that they do when they incorporate search, like YouTube and their engine runs on YouTube. That's the second one, uh, largest search engine in the world. And it's important to just give up. Give up SEO. <laughs> just give it up. Do, do natural stuff. Like if you're going to write an article about the best shoes to correct a foot problem or something, you are going to write a good title just by the very nature of the fact that you have to write it about that topic. You just are. And, and, and Google can tell us, oh, wow. On this blog, every single time they op I open this up and I, I, my robot comes in and checks it out, the keyword for the blog is the very first word in every single headline. Somebody read something about SEO. Somebody thinks they're being smart. I have to question now whether or not this site is more about the consumer of this content or if it's all about just making money. And if I have to question that, and I've got anybody else, anybody else that I can put in this search result, for this keyword, I want to take them. And that's how SEO works. Ta-da, 101. <laughs> <laughs> and one, one thing that I have clearly seen is when, you are, when someone is very passionate about something, they go onto social media and they share something, they don't just post a status of few texts. They add all the smileys of emotion. They share their first-person story, the story of their life, of what they're going through. And they also go yeah. and post some pictures about where they are or even they take a video of them traveling in their beautiful boat or whatsoever and they share it there. But when they, you know, that, that's a passion, that's their life. But when they think about their business, when they think about sharing content with people, they always go back to this big, long articles, which are exactly 500 words, which has three paragraphs, and every paragraph has seven lines, and it has one title yeah. that nobody wants to read. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it should be obvious, but you, you start to think that there's a just so much importance on SEO, on getting attention, because this isn't just SEO. There are people who have guides about what to do 
to become a social, you know, successful at engaging people in social media. And although there's no Google really necessarily right there is the predominant thing that you're focused on, it's really people. It's your relationship between people. How do you get people to get excited? How do you get them to move? Well, people are really good. In fact, they're the best algorithm for search that ever existed, and Google has been trying to be people all this time. People can understand BS really quickly, and they know what they like and they know what they don't like. And so if, if in the same sense, you read a social media course, you take a course, you go to a webinar, and they say, you must do this. You must post every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and when you post, you must say it this way to do this to get engagement and everything else. Well, there's a lot of people on this webinar, and they're all going to post at 2 o'clock this Saturday, and everybody's stuff's going to look the same. And if you're in the same niche, the people who are following you are following them. And they're all going to start to see the same kind of crap. It's like, wait a minute. Here's another example. Like at JV Zoo, right now and for a while now, uh, if you go to any of the top products in JV Zoo and you click on it, there's going to be one of like five guys talking on the screen. No matter whose product it is, they all hire the same five guys. They do JVs with them, and they're the talking heads and everything. And then they have a video at the top, and then they have a really bold headline and everything else. So. This is just the human side of it. We as consumers see that, and we're like, oh, crap, here's another JVZoo thing. You almost start to think, because everybody's doing what everybody else is reporting works, now everything looks completely homogenized. Everything looks exactly the same. It looks like the same person at JVZoo is putting out the same products. I mean, all the different products, right? And we know that it's not true. You know, but at the same time, it has a psychological effect on the overall audience for the types of products that JVZoo puts out, or people put out through JVZoo, that, that waters everything down. So this works actually on a human interaction level too, doesn't it? Instead of just an algorithmic uh, Google kind of thing? Yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's a whole story there. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of long, sorry. But you, you, this is fun. I mean, this is like this is really what the whole internet is about. If you guys could figure this stuff out, and Carnica's team certainly has, uh, then you know how to put together that synergistic machine. That is really, it's a description of something that people do all the time without having the benefit of Carnica around. There were, there, you know, people who are really, really successful before. Karnika or me or Gina or anybody's really started talking about this stuff. And just because we started talking about it doesn't mean we reached an entire broad audience. The world doesn't know what we know. It's not ubiquitous. So it's only the people that we've touched and, and everybody else who has succeeded without this knowledge, if you look at what they've done, it looks a lot like what Karnika just described. It looks a lot like that. People naturally figure this stuff out by accident or, or, or whatever, but without the benefit of taking a bunch of courses and everything else, they just do. And you, you read about them in the magazine, they're doing an interview, they're on a podcast, and they ask, what did you do? What did you do? And you start researching them, you will start to pick out if this is a really recently very successful person that's gotten a lot of exposure, you will start to pick out the things that Carnegie talked about today. You'll start to see them. Now, You'll, you'll, you'll start to see them, and you'll probably think, man, this, this must be Carnica's client. 
But the thing is, people just accidentally fall into this, and it's people who are more passionate than anything else. They know that if they get enough exposure, if people really like their ideas or whatever, that the money will come. And what they really care about is just getting the word out, just passing the word and getting you know, people excited about it. See if you can get people as excited as they are about it. And then the money comes. So it's not leading with the money. It's the money comes later. It's in the back. And just going out and leading with your passion about whatever it is, because if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to sell any of it at all, ever. So it's, it's interesting because it really should take a lot of pressure off people. Now it's just a matter of how am I going to get all this stuff broadcasted, and thank God for Karnika and his people because <laughs> they know how to do this. They're very, very experienced, and that's what most people need. Most people can't do this kind of um, full frontal attack on, on all levels uh, it, with a degree of efficiency and everything, and far beyond just signing up for a bunch of accounts and throwing some content on there. That synergy that Karnika creates and talks about, and what you should be able to do on your own, or if you <laughs> are smart, use somebody like Karnika. Uh, I don't know of anybody like you actually, so use Karnika because I don't know of anybody else that does that kind of thing because everybody else just opens a bunch of accounts and puts you on them and prays. I think. Prayer is a very significant factor in a lot of people's uh, attention-getting optimization, <laughs> unfortunately, because <laughs> prayer isn't going to work in this case. You have to actually get the right amount of the right kind of work done. And so where do we go from here? Are... What is, what... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so, what did we, what, uh, we got a little, a few minutes left, and I wanted to get some so, so where does somebody go from here? Where does a listener who's just heard all of this, um, first, where do they find you? And then second, what's their next step? What should they be doing next, in, at least in their mindset or uh, the physical actions that they could take this week to make some bigger changes in the, in the trajectory of their business? Right. So the first and foremost, I would want them to go to a silent place uh, you know, in a park or in their own rooms and think about all different things that they're doing right now, which is working, which is not working, and uh, come to a conclusion on, uh, you know, based on the, all the things that we discussed on the show today, they can really come to a conclusion on what it is that they're doing which is not working and what it is that they are doing which they have to step up on. And that will, that will be a good step for them, good exercise for them. And they can find me at keydifferencemedia.com. That's K-E-Y, difference, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-C-E, media, M-E-D-I-A.com. And if, you, if they come onto our site, they can, they can subscribe. And there's a lot of free resources, a lot of training materials. Our entire process is open book. Anybody can learn. Anybody can practice. We don't hide secrets. We don't hide the secret sources. It's all shared out through our website. And if they are looking to get us, help them with their business, they can go on to keydifferencemedia.com slash dominate. If they are a nonprofit, we have up to $1 million in grant for nonprofits. They can go and check that out and keydifferencemedia.com slash nonprofit hyphen dominate. And if they are looking to deliver more smiles onto the world and they like to carry on uh, this service in their name and they like to get this message across to more people, and be a reseller 
they can head on to keydifferencemedia.com slash reseller. So we have more opportunities for affiliates as well. And that is at keydifferencemedia.com slash easy hyphen money. It's easy money. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for everything that you've uh, shared with us today, Karnika. This was a really, really good one. And I hope everybody kind of puts this one in their files to listen to a couple of times, come back and pick out some more goodness that you might have missed the first time, uh, because this was, a, this was important. This really is about everything that everybody cares about who would ever listen to Leverage Masters uh, Radio for sure. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. On Facebook, look up Leverage Black Book. Check it out. Download. Um, enjoy. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on the book. Um, and like the page. Reading is a pain for some people. Yes, and like the page. <laughs> but we'd really love if you've uh, read it or if you're planning to read it, come back to Leverage Black Book on Facebook and let us know what you thought with any questions because um, we're really excited. This is brand new. It's like a week old. So you're, you're getting some really, really late intel here. It's good, good stuff. Thanks so much, Karnika, and we'll be back same time, same place next week for another guest here on Leverage Masters. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Black Book page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.